This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. You're listening to WNBF. The city of Binghamton is moving forward with its effort to gain control of the Binghamton Plaza site. Mayor Jared Cram last summer announced plans to use eminent domain to seize the plaza property on West State Street on the city's north side. He noted the owners of the six-decade-old retail complex owed hundreds of dollars in back taxes. A public hearing on the eminent domain procedure was held at Binghamton City Hall Tuesday afternoon. Mark McNamara, an attorney representing the plaza's New Jersey owners, said the overdue tax bill now has been paid. McNamara said the owners are in the final stages of negotiating with an unnamed developer on a plan to provide low-income housing and services for veterans. McNamara noted the city stands to lose sales and property tax revenues if it proceeds with plans to demolish the plaza buildings and provide recreational facilities on the site. He said city officials have not offered any specific plans for redeveloping the property. At the beginning of the hearing, Mayor Cram said despite a riverfront site at the confluence of three major interstates with major economic development incentives, owner has failed at rejuvenating the Binghamton Plaza. Cram said the residents of one of the poorest neighborhoods in our community deserve better. The mayor said the city must improve this property for the public good, expand green space, open public access to our riverwalk and waterfront, and allow for badly needed redevelopment along the West State Street corridor. People who operate businesses in the Binghamton Plaza spoke against the eminent domain proposal at the public hearing. They said the move would cause significant problems for the people who use their services. The place that was home to a Johnson City fraternal organization for more than eight decades is being demolished by Binghamton University. A building at 22 Lewis Street stood in the way of the university's plans to establish a buffer zone near its health sciences campus. Gorick construction workers expect the project to tear down the building will be completed by the end of the week. Johnson City Unity Lodge Number 970 sold the property to the Binghamton University Foundation last October for $390,000. The university has plans to develop a park between its facilities on Corliss Avenue and the Main Street Business District. Most of the existing buildings that had been on Lewis Street were acquired for demolition for the Green Space Project. After the old lodge is torn down, the only remaining structure on the street will be a three-story apartment house at 26 Lewis Street. The university has wanted to acquire that building to clear the way for the planned park, but the owner won't sell. A person familiar with the owner's position Tuesday said the owner is not interested in selling it. He said the owner loves the people who lives there and wants them to be able to remain in the building. In Broome County Court, just prior to jury selection, Alan Holmes, age 45 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. On June 7, 2021, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force was conducting a narcotics investigation. A motor vehicle stop was conducted in the vicinity of Baldwin Street in the village of Johnson City. Holmes, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was found in possession of a quantity of fentanyl. Holmes, on parole for a 2019 narcotics conviction, will be sentenced to five years in New York State prison plus two years post-release supervision on May 17th. Holmes also waived his right to appeal. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said fentanyl is a major problem, killing residents of New York State in unprecedented numbers. We call on the New York State Legislature to increase the penalties for those who sell fentanyl. 
Kevin Walker, age 32, of Elmira, New York, pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. As part of his guilty plea, Walker admitted that on February 12, 2022, he drove a rental vehicle from his residence in Elmira to Cortland, New York. He intended to meet another individual in the parking lot of a Cortland business to sell that individual 447 grams of pure methamphetamine, which Walker had in the trunk of the vehicle. Walker further admitted that he also possessed 137 grams of cocaine in the vehicle. At sentencing, scheduled for June 21st, Walker faces at least 10 years and up to life in federal prison, a maximum fine of $10 million, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of at least five years and up to life. A jury is hearing testimony from a former high-ranking Proud Boys member who pleaded guilty to plotting with group leaders to violently stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Jeremy Bertino told jurors on Tuesday that he viewed their far-right extremist organization as the tip of the spear after the 2020 election. Bertino is testifying against former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants as part of a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Bertino is the only group member who has pleaded guilty to a seditious conspiracy charge stemming from a mob's attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The five defendants on trial are charged with the same offense. President Joe Biden in Poland, after his lightning trip to Ukraine, has declared that there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off Russia's invasion. But he pledged on Tuesday that the United States and its allies will never waver in their support as the war enters its second year. A day after his surprise trip to Kiev, Biden gave a major speech in Warsaw and met with the presidents of Poland and Moldova. This trip is aimed at solidifying Western unity as Ukraine and Russia are preparing spring offensives. The conflict has left tens of thousands of people dead, devastated Ukraine's infrastructure system, and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern on Tuesday to pay for the cleanup of East Palestine, Ohio train wrecks and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they wouldn't be forgotten. Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. Norfolk Southern CEO promised the company would do whatever is necessary to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches of snow and sleet on the ground in some areas today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. 
He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My big sister Jenna's face turned bright red. She was just showing people online how to use a new cream. She still has the scars. My brother's friend Billy had to jump off his motor scooter when it caught fire. He fell and got hit by a car. He broke his leg, blew his chances to play basketball in college. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Protect yourself. Don't fall for fake products. Visit ncpc.org/goforreal. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Terms and conditions. This is News Radio 12:90 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square Media Station. News Radio 12:90 Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with me, James Kelly. We have a very exciting show in store for you today. At some point today, not going to say when, that would ruin the surprise. But at some point today, you're going to hear from Roger Neal, everybody's favorite, a friend of the program. We've only got a couple games left for Binghamton University in the regular season for the basketball teams, men's and women's. Both have a tough game today against Vermont. The men on the road, the women at home, with conference tournaments approaching. So we'll have a little wrap-up with Roger Neal at some point. Looking forward to that. Or that jam-packed show today. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 8005 in New Milford Township, Great Bend Township, and Hartford Township. 1037 in Great Bend Township, 2046 in Ararat Township and Jackson Township, State Route 92 in Jackson Township, 1020 in Liberty Township, and 858 in Apollicon Township. We'll all have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and ditch cleaning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 24 degrees, a few clouds out there. Windchill has it at 17. Today's snow, mainly after 2 p.m. Snow could be heavy at times. A high near 36 degrees, a 100% chance of snow. Could see around an inch or two this morning or this afternoon. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 3 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 100% chance of rain or snow. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 11 a.m. Then a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 34 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, a 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. 616, you're listening to WMBF. Who t- on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Newly acquired center Ryan O'Reilly scored twice on Toronto's first two shots on net and added an empty net goal in the Maple Leafs 6-3 win over the Buffalo Sabres. 
O'Reilly was playing his third game in four nights since being traded by St. Louis and scored 37 seconds apart in an opening period. The Maple Leafs led 4-0 on goals scored in an 8-minute and 18-second span. Ilya Samsonov finished with 29 saves. He stopped the first 22 shots he faced before allowing three goals in the final 15 minutes. Buffalo's Alex Tuch scored the 100th goal of his career. Jock Vaughn, who has coached the Brooklyn Nets into playoff position despite the trades of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving during another turbulent season for the franchise, has agreed to a multi-year contract extension. Vaughn replaced Steve Nash early in the season, and the Nets announced Tuesday they were extending his deal. Terms were not disclosed, though general manager Sean Marks said the team looked forward to Vaughn leading the team for years to come. The Nets at 34 and 24 are fifth in the Eastern Conference and have gone 32 and 19 under Vaughn, the fifth best record in the league. Some baseball news: Phil Regan sued the New York Mets and former general manager Brody Van Wagenen, alleging age discrimination and wrongful termination when he was moved out as pitching coach after the 2019 season. Reagan, a former big league pitcher who turns 86 in April, also claimed harassment and hostile work environment in a complaint filed in New York State or New York Supreme Court in Queens. A former big league all-star, Regan was Mets interim pitching coach from July 2019 through the end of the season, and then was replaced by Jeremy Hefner. And a bit of Yankees news. John Carlos Stanton may play right field at times in the New York Yankees home games this year, and Aaron Judge could be shifted to the more spacious left field in the Bronx. Gold Glove winner Harrison Bader acquired at last year's trade deadline figures to get the bulk of the starts in center. Judge hasn't played left field since 2016 at AAA, Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Stanton has battled a variety of injuries in, his, in four of his five seasons with New York. He was acquired from Miami following a 59-homer season in 2017 with the Marlins. That season earning him the MVP award for the National League. Yankees went out and traded for him. Not a bad idea to put Aaron Judge in left field, defensively more than capable of playing left field. It's a tough left field in Yankee Stadium because there's so much room out in left center field. When people talk about Yankee Stadium, they only talk about the short porch in right field, which makes right field a quite an easy position to play in Yankee Stadium. A good deal for Giancarlo Stanton, a right fielder by nature, and Aaron Judge plenty capable of playing left field defensively. Of course, the Yankees blessed to have Brett Gardner play left field for years one of the best defensive center fielders in the game, and the Yankees had the luxury of just sticking him in left field. Uh, maybe an adjustment period for Judge, but should be fine, and Harrison Bader definitely going to be getting the bulk starts in center. A great defender, Harrison Bader, one of the best in all of baseball. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Inflation-leering investors drove stocks to their heaviest losses so far this year. A week after topping 34,000, the Dow Jones dove 700 points Tuesday to close at 33,129. The S&P fell 2%. The Nasdaq nosedived 2.5%. U.S. home buyers are still on the sidelines. Sales of existing homes fell in January for the 12th month in a row, the longest streak of back-to-back decline since 1999. Continued high mortgage rates get the blame. The maker of Jeep and Dodge vehicles, though, has posted a record annual profit and will pay out $4.5 billion in dividends. Stellantis reported a 26% rise in full-year profits, posting $18 billion for 2022. Starbucks is betting that you'll drink coffee infused with olive oil. Oleato debuts today at Starbucks locations in Italy with a springtime rollout in Southern California. 
Jim Ryan, ABC News. Uncle Sam. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Look, nobody wants a hangover, and you know the general rules. Don't drink too much. Drink water between every drink, and never drinking on an empty stomach. But what if the damage is already done? How can you make that hangover go away as quickly as possible? We talked to experts about this, and they said the best thing you can do is to hydrate as much water as you can comfortably drink before you go to bed and when you wake up. Better yet, down a sports drink with electrolytes to recover maybe even faster. Coffee might help, just not for everyone. Start with a little bit. Wait around 20 minutes, then drink more if you don't feel any worse. You shouldn't drink more. No hair of the dog. Don't eat a lot of greasy food either. You're just making things harder on your stomach. That's according to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. The only cure for a hangover really is time. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Why give your family just ordinary eggs when they can enjoy the best? Eggland's Best, the only eggs with more fresh and delicious taste, plus superior nutrition compared to ordinary eggs, with six times more vitamin D, ten times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 38% more lutein. Because the way we care is anything but ordinary. Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. Do you have News Radio 1290 WMBF? 629 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 8005 in New Milford Township, Great Bend Township in Hartford Township. 1037 in Great Bend Township, 2046 in Ararat Township and Jackson Township, State Route 92 in Jackson Township, 1020 in Liberty Township, and 858 in Apollicon Township. We'll all have lane restrictions for road work like crack sealing and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 24 degrees, few clouds out there. 17 degrees wind chill. Today, snow, mainly after 2 p.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees and a 100% chance of snow. Could see about an inch or two in some areas. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 3 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 100% chance of rain and snow. Could see another inch or two tonight. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 11 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees, wind gusts as high as 34 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. 
Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees, wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, a 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. 631, you're listening to WMBF. Angie's. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. We're just a few days away from the release of one of the most hyped movies of the year, Cocaine Bear. The bear, it did cocaine. The wild story, very loosely based on the true story of a bear who finds a discarded drug package in the woods. And star O'Shea Jackson Jr. tells me that while he lobbied to be in the film, he didn't quite think it all the way through. I don't really like the woods. I'm a gamer. I'm a city guy. I don't like fake blood. And wasps and bees love fake blood. Cocaine Bear hits theaters this weekend. Out today to watch at home, Tom Hanks and a man called Otto, playing one of the grumpiest guys alive. The film hit theaters at the end of last year, and I asked Hanks, when it comes to streaming versus theaters, does that affect his decision when he's picking a project? The only thing that truly matters is are you making something that is going to last? Are you making something that is authentic? A Man Called Otto, available today for digital rental. And happy birthday, Drew Barrymore. She's 48 today. E.T. Phone home. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. It's back. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects, big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Now that you're. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. You're listening to WNBF. The city of Binghamton is moving forward with its effort to gain control of the Binghamton Plaza site. Mayor Jared Cram last summer announced plans to use eminent domain to seize the plaza property on West State Street on the city's north side. He noted the owners of the six-decade-old retail complex owed hundreds of dollars in back taxes. A public hearing on the eminent domain procedure was held at Binghamton City Hall Tuesday afternoon. Mark McNamara, an attorney representing the plaza's New Jersey owners, said the overdue tax bill now has been paid. McNamara said the owners are in the final stages of negotiating with an unnamed developer on a plan to provide low-income housing and services for veterans. McNamara noted the city stands to lose sales and property tax revenues if it proceeds with plans to demolish the plaza buildings and provide recreational facilities on the site. He said city officials have not offered any specific plans for redeveloping the property. At the beginning of the hearing, Mayor Cram said despite a riverfront site at the confluence of three major interstates with major economic development incentives, owner has failed at rejuvenating the Binghamton Plaza. Cram said the residents of one of the poorest neighborhoods in our community deserve better. The mayor said the city must improve this property for the public good, expand green space, open public access to our riverwalk and waterfront, and allow for badly needed redevelopment along the West State Street corridor. People who operate businesses in the Binghamton Plaza spoke against the eminent domain proposal at the public hearing. They said the move would cause significant problems for the people who use their services. The place that was home to a Johnson City fraternal organization for more than eight decades is being demolished by Binghamton University. 
A building at 22 Lewis Street stood in the way of the university's plans to establish a buffer zone near its health sciences campus. Gorick construction workers expect the project to tear down the building will be completed by the end of the week. Johnson City Unity Lodge Number 970 sold the property to the Binghamton University Foundation last October for $390,000. The university has plans to develop a park between its facilities on Corliss Avenue and the Main Street Business District. Most of the existing buildings that had been on Lewis Street were acquired for demolition for the Green Space Project. After the old lodge is torn down, the only remaining structure on the street will be a three-story apartment house at 26 Lewis Street. The university has wanted to acquire that building to clear the way for the planned park, but the owner won't sell. A person familiar with the owner's position Tuesday said the owner is not interested in selling it. He said the owner loves the people who lives there and wants them to be able to remain in the building. In Broome County Court, just prior to jury selection, Alan Holmes, age 45 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. On June 7, 2021, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force was conducting a narcotics investigation. A motor vehicle stop was conducted in the vicinity of Baldwin Street in the village of Johnson City. Holmes, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was found in possession of a quantity of fentanyl. Holmes, on parole for a 2019 narcotics conviction, will be sentenced to five years in New York State prison plus two years post-release supervision on May 17th. Holmes also waived his right to appeal. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said fentanyl is a major problem, killing residents of New York State in unprecedented numbers. We call on the New York State Legislature to increase the penalties for those who sell fentanyl. Kevin Walker, age 32 of Elmira, New York, pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. As part of his guilty plea, Walker admitted that on February 12, 2022, he drove a rental vehicle from his residence in Elmira to Cortland, New York. He intended to meet another individual in the parking lot of a Cortland business to sell that individual 447 grams of pure methamphetamine, which Walker had in the trunk of the vehicle. Walker further admitted that he also possessed 137 grams of cocaine in the vehicle. At sentencing, scheduled for June 21st, Walker faces at least 10 years and up to life in federal prison, a maximum fine of $10 million, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of at least five years and up to life. A jury is hearing testimony from a former high-ranking Proud Boys member who pleaded guilty to plotting with group leaders to violently stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Jeremy Bertino told jurors on Tuesday that he viewed their far-right extremist organization as the tip of the spear after the 2020 election. Bertino is testifying against former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants as part of a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Bertino is the only group member who has pleaded guilty to a seditious conspiracy charge stemming from a mob's attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The five defendants on trial are charged with the same offense. President Joe Biden in Poland, after his lightning trip to Ukraine, has declared that there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off Russia's invasion. But he pledged on Tuesday that the United States and its allies will never waver in their support as the war enters its second year. A day after his surprise trip to Kiev, Biden gave a major speech in Warsaw and met with the presidents of Poland and Moldova. This trip is aimed at solidifying Western unity as Ukraine and Russia are preparing spring offensives. The conflict has left tens of thousands of people dead, devastated Ukraine's infrastructure system, and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern on Tuesday to pay for the cleanup of East Palestine, Ohio train wreck and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they wouldn't be forgotten. 
Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. Norfolk Southern CEO promised the company would do whatever is necessary to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches of snow and sleet on the ground in some areas today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when Dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Six forty four on WMBF. This is James Kelly on WMBF's First News. Some things coming up in the Binghamton area. The Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. It's Saturday, March twenty fifth, about a month away. It's moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now and start at sixty dollars for VIP and forty three dollars for general admission. So you want to get those tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop and offer under $170. Something that's coming up a lot sooner than that, later today. I won't say what time. I won't say what time. I don't want to take the suspense out of it. But the esteemed Roger Neal joining us on the program today. Get a little preview of Binghamton University's games tonight. In the basketball world, conference tournaments quickly approaching for both teams. I know the men's basketball team has one more game after tonight. I believe the women's do as well. So it should be exciting. We'll get a little preview of how Binghamton is looking ahead of the conference tournaments. The one chance that both teams have to get to the big tournament in March. 
Well, they'll, of course, be matched up with someone like Duke or Kansas or the University of North Carolina, Florida, whoever. I think Houston is ranked number one now, so maybe Houston. Yeah, that's who you're going to see in that first game if you do win the conference tournament. One of those teams. But UMBC from the America East. Same conference as Binghamton. They were the first number 16 seed to upset a number one seed. So who knows? Maybe Binghamton could do the same. 646. You're listening to WMBF. I take. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Whitney Point Central School District will be closed today due to the impending winter weather conditions. To check if your school is also delayed or closed today, head over to WMBF.com or give me a call and I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 8005 in New Milford Township, Great Bend Township, and Hartford Township. 1037 in Great Bend Township. 2046 in Ararat Township and Jackson Township, State Route 92 in Jackson Township, 1020 in Liberty Township, and 858 in Apollicon Township. We'll all have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and crack sealing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 24 degrees, a few clouds out there. Windchill has it at 17. Today, snow, mainly after 2 p.m. Snow could be heavy at times. A high near 36 degrees, a 100% chance of snow. Could see an inch or two in the daytime. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 3 a.m. Snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see another inch or two overnight. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 11 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees, wind gusts as high as 34 miles per hour, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29, wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow Friday night. Mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. 651, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. After investing $10 billion into ChatGPT, Microsoft combined it with its old search site, Bing. Here's what they're getting for their money. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. Last week, Microsoft unveiled its ChatGPT-powered Bing. Some users got more than they expected, such as Bing arguing that the year is still 2022. When the Associated Press told Bing the correct date, it became aggressive, saying, You're lying again. You're lying to me. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to everyone. Then it threw up an angry, red-faced emoji and said, I don't appreciate you lying to me. I don't like you spreading falsehoods about me. I don't trust you anymore. I don't generate falsehoods. I generate facts. I generate truth. I generate knowledge. I generate wisdom. I generate Bing. That's right. That's how it's going so far over at Bing with ChatGPT. Hey, be a tech smarty pants and get my daily longer podcast. It's perfect for whenever you're on the go. It's called Kim Commando Today. Are you prepared for the unexpected? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing thousands. If that unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready? 
You can be with a plan through CarShield. When I needed a repair on an older vehicle, CarShield saved me over $4,000. With CarShield, I don't have to worry about what might happen to my car next. After all, your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are an essential part of our lives. That's why CarShield offers protection plans to fit every budget and include 24-7 roadside assistance, courtesy towing, and rental car eligibility. Call now to save 20%, so you'll always be prepared for the unexpected. Call CarShield today at 800-858-2550 to save 20%, or visit carshield.com slash Kim. That's 800-858-2550, or visit carshield.com slash Kim to save 20%. For 6.58 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Newly acquired center Ryan O'Reilly scored twice on Toronto's first two shots on net and added an empty net goal in the Maple Leafs' 6-3 win over the Buffalo Sabres. O'Reilly was playing in his third game in four nights since being traded by St. Louis and scored 37 seconds apart in an opening period that the Maple Leafs led 4-0 on goals scored in an 8-minute and 18-second span. Ilya Samsonov finished with 29 saves. He stopped the first 22 shots he faced before allowing three goals in the final 15 minutes. Buffalo's Alex Tuch scored the 100th goal of his career. And Jacques Vaughn, who has coached the Brooklyn Nets into playoff position despite the trades of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving during another turbulent season for the franchise, has agreed to a multi-year contract extension with the Brooklyn Nets. And the Yankees are toying with the idea of playing Giancarlo Stanton in right field at times in the New York Yankees' home games. Aaron Judge would be shifted to the more spacious left field, while Harrison Bader remains in center. It's 6.59. You're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news with me, James Kelly. We got two more hours to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. ABC News, up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. You're listening to WMBF. The city of Binghamton is moving forward with its effort to gain control of the Binghamton Plaza site. Mayor Jared Cram last summer announced plans to use eminent domain to seize the plaza property on West State Street on the city's north side. He noted the owners of the six-decade-old retail complex owed hundreds of dollars in back taxes. A public hearing on the eminent domain procedure was held at Binghamton City Hall Tuesday afternoon. Mark McNamara, an attorney representing the plaza's New Jersey owners, said the overdue tax bill now has been paid. McNamara said the owners are in the final stages of negotiating with an unnamed developer on a plan to provide low-income housing and services for veterans. McNamara noted the city stands to lose sales and property tax revenues if it proceeds with plans to demolish the plaza buildings and provide recreational facilities on the site. 
He said city officials have not offered any specific plans for redeveloping the property. At the beginning of the hearing, Mayor Cram said despite a riverfront site at the confluence of three major interstates with major economic development incentives, owner has failed at rejuvenating the Binghamton Plaza. Cram said the residents of one of the poorest neighborhoods in our community deserve better. The mayor said the city must improve this property for the public good, expand green space, open public access to our riverwalk and waterfront, and allow for badly needed redevelopment along the West State Street corridor. People who operate businesses in the Binghamton Plaza spoke against the eminent domain proposal at the public hearing. They said the move would cause significant problems for the people who use their services. The place that was home to a Johnson City fraternal organization for more than eight decades is being demolished by Binghamton University. A building at 22 Lewis Street stood in the way of the university's plans to establish a buffer zone near its health sciences campus. Gorick construction workers expect the project to tear down the building will be completed by the end of the week. Johnson City Unity Lodge Number 970 sold the property to the Binghamton University Foundation last October for $390,000. The university has plans to develop a park between its facilities on Corliss Avenue and the Main Street Business District. Most of the existing buildings that had been on Lewis Street were acquired for demolition for the Green Space Project. After the old lodge is torn down, the only remaining structure on the street will be a three-story apartment house at 26 Lewis Street. The university has wanted to acquire that building to clear the way for the planned park, but the owner won't sell. A person familiar with the owner's position Tuesday said the owner is not interested in selling it. He said the owner loves the people who lives there and wants them to be able to remain in the building. In Broome County Court, just prior to jury selection, Alan Holmes, age 45 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. On June 7, 2021, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force was conducting a narcotics investigation. A motor vehicle stop was conducted in the vicinity of Baldwin Street in the village of Johnson City. Holmes, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was found in possession of a quantity of fentanyl. Holmes, on parole for a 2019 narcotics conviction, will be sentenced to five years in New York State prison plus two years post-release supervision on May 17th. Holmes also waived his right to appeal. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said fentanyl is a major problem, killing residents of New York State in unprecedented numbers. We call on the New York State Legislature to increase the penalties for those who sell fentanyl. Kevin Walker, age 32 of Elmira, New York, pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. As part of his guilty plea, Walker admitted that on February 12, 2022, he drove a rental vehicle from his residence in Elmira to Cortland, New York. He intended to meet another individual in the parking lot of a Cortland business to sell that individual 447 grams of pure methamphetamine, which Walker had in the trunk of the vehicle. Walker further admitted that he also possessed 137 grams of cocaine in the vehicle. At sentencing, scheduled for June 21st, Walker faces at least 10 years and up to life in federal prison, a maximum fine of $10 million, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of at least five years and up to life. A jury is hearing testimony from a former high-ranking Proud Boys member who pleaded guilty to plotting with group leaders to violently stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Jeremy Bertino told jurors on Tuesday that he viewed their far-right extremist organization as the tip of the spear after the 2020 election. Bertino is testifying against former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants as part of a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Bertino is the only group member who has pleaded guilty to a seditious conspiracy charge stemming from a mob's attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The five defendants on trial are charged with the same offense. 
President Joe Biden in Poland, after his lightning trip to Ukraine, has declared that there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off Russia's invasion. But he pledged on Tuesday that the United States and its allies will never waver in their support as the war enters its second year. A day after his surprise trip to Kiev, Biden gave a major speech in Warsaw and met with the presidents of Poland and Moldova. This trip is aimed at solidifying Western unity as Ukraine and Russia are preparing spring offensives. The conflict has left tens of thousands of people dead, devastated Ukraine's infrastructure system, and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern on Tuesday to pay for the cleanup of East Palestine, Ohio, train wrecked and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they wouldn't be forgotten. Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. Norfolk Southern CEO promised the company would do whatever is necessary to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches of snow and sleet on the ground in some areas today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Seven thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. And a jam-packed second hour and third hour of the show today. Going to hear from our usual suspects, Karen Sweet O'Neill, Joe Stanley, later on in the program. And we'll also hear from Roger Neal at some point. Not going to say what time. That would take all the excitement out of it. 
But Roger Neal will join the program at some point. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Whitney Point Central School District will be closed today due to the impending winter weather conditions. To check if your school is also delayed or closed, head over to WMBF.com or give me a call and I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 8005 in New Milford Township, Great Bend Township, and Harford Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township. 2046 in Ararat Township and Jackson Township, State Route 92 in Jackson Township, 1020 in Liberty Township, and 858 in Apollicon Township. We'll all have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and crack sealing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees outside, wind chill has it at 19. Today snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. Snow could be heavy at times, a high near 35 degrees, a 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. Snow could be heavy at times, a low near 32 degrees, 80% chance of precipitation, and maybe half an inch overnight. Tomorrow, all that snow will get melted away, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 53, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, a 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. 7.15, you're listening to WMBF. Individual... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Newly acquired center Ryan O'Reilly scored twice on Toronto's first two shots on net and added an empty net goal in the Maple Leafs' 6-3 win over the Buffalo Sabres. O'Reilly was playing his third game in four nights since being traded by St. Louis and scored 37 seconds apart in an opening period. The Maple Leafs led 4-0 on goals scored in an 18-minute and 18-second span. Ilya Samsonov finished with 29 saves. He stopped the first 22 shots he faced before allowing three goals in the final 15 minutes. Buffalo's Alex Tuch scored the 100th goal of his career. Jock Vaughn, who has coached the Brooklyn Nets into playoff position despite the trades of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving during another turbulent season for the franchise, has agreed to a multi-year contract extension. Vaughn replaced Steve Nash early in the season, and the Nets announced Tuesday they were extending his deal. Terms were not disclosed, though general manager Sean Marks said the team looked forward to Vaughn leading the team for years to come. The Nets, at 34-24, and 24, are fifth in the Eastern Conference and have gone 32-19 and 19 under Vaughn, the fifth-best record in the league. Some baseball news. Phil Regan sued the New York Mets and former general manager Brody Van Wagenen, alleging age discrimination and wrongful termination when he was moved out as pitching coach after the 2019 season. Reagan, a former big league pitcher who turns 86 in April, also claimed harassment and a hostile work environment in a complaint filed in New York Supreme Court in Queens. A former big league all-star, Regan was Mets interim pitching coach from July 2019 through the end of the season, then was replaced by Jeremy Hefner. And some Yankees news. John Carlos Stanton may play right field at times in New York Yankees home games this year, and Aaron Judge could be shifted to the more spacious left field in the Bronx. 
Gold Glove winner Harrison Bader acquired at last year's trade deadline figures to get the bulk of the starts in center. Judge played a little bit of center this year. Judge hasn't played left field since 2016 at AAA Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. Stanton has battled a variety of injuries in four of his five seasons with New York. He was acquired from Miami following a 59-homer season in 2017 with the Miami Marlins. That performance earning him an MVP award. And the Yankees acquiring him. That's a good move for the Yankees, being able to put John Carlos Stanton out in right field at times. Well, maybe open up the infield a little bit for the Yankees. And you can utilize guys like Glaber Torres and DJ LeMayhew as designated hitters instead of just rotating them around the infield defensively. But you don't want John Carlos Stanton playing out there every day because of his injury history and the long-term money you have locked up in a guy who's on the wrong side of 30. 722 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Inflation leery investors drove stocks to their heaviest losses so far this year. A week after topping 34,000, the Dow Jones dove 700 points Tuesday to close at 33,129. The S&P fell 2%, the Nasdaq nosedived 2.5%. U.S. home buyers are still on the sidelines. Sales of existing homes fell in January for the 12th month in a row, the longest streak of back-to-back decline since 1999. Continued high mortgage rates get the blame. The maker of Jeep and Dodge vehicles, though, has posted a record annual profit and will pay out $4.5 billion in dividends. Stellantis reported a 26% rise in full-year profits, posting $18 billion for 2022. Starbucks is betting that you'll drink coffee infused with olive oil. Oleato debuts today at Starbucks locations in Italy with a springtime rollout in Southern California. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 724 on WMBF. We're now joined by our insurance expert, Karen Sweet O'Neill. We got a little preview of what we're going to talk about today. Yesterday, how's it going, Karen? Going pretty good. How about you, James? Oh, pretty good. Getting ready for the uh, the winter weather that's coming in later today. Yeah, when's that supposed to start? Uh, around mid-afternoon-ish, around oh. 2 o'clock. Perfect. Yeah, so I'll well, I'll be home already. I'll I'll be I'll be done with so my day so you. I can lock down. I will not be. <laughs> yeah, well most most people won't. Most people mm. won't. This is true, but most people don't have to get up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning either. That's true. I actually I had a hard time mm. sleeping last night, so I came in today before four o'clock in the morning just because I said, you know what, I'm oh. awake anyway. I might as well go to work. Right. Get something done. Yeah. I feel I feel like I was productive, but who knows? We'll see how long mm-hmm. I'm here for the rest of the morning. <laughs> Very good. So yesterday, James, we uh, talked about talking about today how to claim and you know medical unreimbursed medical expenses on your taxes because one of the most important things to know about deducting medical expenses is you have to itemize your deductions and it's on a schedule A to receive the tax benefit. So. Does it make sense for you to do that? Well, when you file the Form 1040, you typically have the option of itemizing 
or taking the standard deduction. As most people know, the standard deductions have increased in the last couple of years. So what are they? Well, if you're single and you're standard, you can take a standard deduction for your 2022 taxes of $12,950. If you're married filing jointly, $25,900. So does it make sense to take the standard deduction or should you itemize? So to benefit, James, from medical expenses deductions, your total itemized deductions, and that's deductible medical expenses, state and local taxes, home mortgage interest, charitable contributions, all of those things go into your itemized deductions. All of those have to be greater than those standard deductions that I just mentioned, the 12950 for single and 25900 for married filing jointly. So in 2022, also you can only deduct unreimbursed medical expenses that exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. So, for example, if your AGI is 50000 the first $3,750 of qualified expenses, and how do you get that number? You take the seven and a half percent of the fifty thousand. So that amount doesn't count. So if you had only five thousand dollars of unreimbursed medical expenses in twenty twenty two, you would only be able to deduct twelve fifty on your Schedule A. Now that's a lot of math early in the morning. So let's talk about what the things are that you can deduct. Because I don't know if people are aware, but you can deduct unreimbursed qualified medical and dental expenses. So we hear so much about dental bills, and that's because people that are on Medicare, the dental plans out there simply aren't that great. They just aren't, James. And in those cases, if you have an implant um, or you have some extensive root canal work, that kind of thing. I mean, you are talking about big bills. So if you're not getting those reimbursed through a dental plan or even you're only getting a portion of it, then that factors in to those expenses that you can deduct. Now, what about other things? Things like acupuncture you can deduct. You can deduct chiropractic <laughs> services for medical care. And things like contact lenses, um, you know, your eye exams, all of these things, your health, dental, and vision insurance premiums. And also, let's not forget about long-term care insurance. I mean, if you're between the ages of 61 and 70, you can deduct up to $4,510 of the premium that you pay for your long-term care insurance. And as you know, as you get a little bit younger, fifty-one to sixty, you can do it um, in 2022, one thousand six ninety. So there's a lot of things that people can deduct that they may not be aware of: wheelchairs, travel and transportation costs for you know obtaining medical care. So what do you do? Well, you can do a lot of different things. You can do your own taxes and do a standard deduction. Most people, I mean, they can itemize if they keep good records. A lot of times you might want to, you know, you might want to contact an accountant, a CPA, to help you make sure that you're not leaving any money on the table because the medical <clears throat> expense deductions, 
like I said, covers a wide variety variety of expenses. So, but that high standard deduction, 7.5% of your adjusted gross income, that can be difficult to benefit. You know, it, it's a high threshold. But again, if you have a tough year and you have a lot of medical expenses, it's really a good idea to look into that and perhaps not pay as much money as you might without doing the um, itemized deductions. So, I mean, there's a lot of great CPAs out there. You know, I like Vera and Associates, just putting that little plug in there. Uh, Scott Hotelling and the gang up there, they're great. Um, and sometimes it's just peace of mind if you have somewhat of a complicated situation and you're not sure, hmm, you know, do I have to pay that tax? Do I have to, do I have to count that? Can I deduct this? Well, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to, you know, have somebody help you out that knows exactly the ins and the outs of tax preparation. And that certainly is not me. I'm just talking about tax preparation. Yeah, it's it's not me either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, that's who I use because I don't do taxes. So if you know somebody that does your taxes, if you're... Um, you're not sure or you're not even sure how to do a standard deduction. You know, um, AARP has tax people, tax preparers, and they're free of charge. So, you know, if you don't have a super complicated situation or a lot of deductions and you want to use one of those um, options, then certainly look into that. They do get booked up quickly, so you might want to give a call because we are into February already. But uh, if you want taxes, don't call us because we don't do taxes. Yeah, well, we well you can call you and you'll be like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know who you should talk to. Just It's That's not right. me, we but do. I can direct you. <laughs> that is true. We, re- we refer uh, people out because, you know, it's helpful because they're not really sure who to go to. And you kind of want to go to somebody that you can use every year if need be because then they have your records and it's just that much easier the following year. We yeah. are at, yeah. So that's where you go, James. Well, I guess you can just call me and I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I would do. I got to use that tagline for Bob Joseph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take that. Yeah, if you don't know what to do with your taxes, call me. I'll tell you who knows what to do with your taxes. It's not me. I don't know, but I know who does now. <laughs> mm, very good. Uh, we are at 1708 Bestel Parkway East. And that is up above Plato's Closet in Style Encore. You drive right up to us. And you can reach us several ways for an appointment, for a review of your life insurance. If you're turning 65, if you're retiring, all of those things, we do the health insurance reviews, get you all set up properly so you don't have to worry about your health insurance coverage and retirement. We are at 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all our contact information comes up, or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Oh, oh I hear the dog in the background. Ruby's saying, okay, Mom, that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's enough. <laughs> all right. Well, Karen, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to talking again next week. Very good. Thank you, James. Take care. You too. 733, you're listening to WMBF. Sacred. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. You're listening to WMBF. 
The city of Binghamton is moving forward with its effort to gain control of the Binghamton Plaza site. Mayor Jared Cram last summer announced plans to use eminent domain to seize the plaza property on West State Street on the city's north side. He noted the owners of the six-decade-old retail complex owed hundreds of dollars in back taxes. A public hearing on the eminent domain procedure was held at Binghamton City Hall Tuesday afternoon. Mark McNamara, an attorney representing the plaza's New Jersey owners, said the overdue tax bill now has been paid. McNamara said the owners are in the final stages of negotiating with an unnamed developer on a plan to provide low-income housing and services for veterans. McNamara noted the city stands to lose sales and property tax revenues if it proceeds with plans to demolish the plaza buildings and provide recreational facilities on the site. He said city officials have not offered any specific plans for redeveloping the property. At the beginning of the hearing, Mayor Cram said despite a riverfront site at the confluence of three major interstates with major economic development incentives, owner has failed at rejuvenating the Binghamton Plaza. Cram said the residents of one of the poorest neighborhoods in our community deserve better. The mayor said the city must improve this property for the public good, expand green space, open public access to our riverwalk and waterfront, and allow for badly needed redevelopment along the West State Street corridor. People who operate businesses in the Binghamton Plaza spoke against the eminent domain proposal at the public hearing. They said the move would cause significant problems for the people who use their services. The place that was home to a Johnson City fraternal organization for more than eight decades is being demolished by Binghamton University. A building at 22 Lewis Street stood in the way of the university's plans to establish a buffer zone near its health sciences campus. Gorick construction workers expect the project to tear down the building will be completed by the end of the week. Johnson City Unity Lodge Number 970 sold the property to the Binghamton University Foundation last October for $390,000. The university has plans to develop a park between its facilities on Corliss Avenue and the Main Street Business District. Most of the existing buildings that had been on Lewis Street were acquired for demolition for the Green Space Project. After the old lodge is torn down, the only remaining structure on the street will be a three-story apartment house at 26 Lewis Street. The university has wanted to acquire that building to clear the way for the planned park, but the owner won't sell. A person familiar with the owner's position Tuesday said the owner is not interested in selling it. He said the owner loves the people who lives there and wants them to be able to remain in the building. In Broome County Court, just prior to jury selection, Alan Holmes, age 45 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. On June 7, 2021, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force was conducting a narcotics investigation. A motor vehicle stop was conducted in the vicinity of Baldwin Street in the village of Johnson City. Holmes, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was found in possession of a quantity of fentanyl. Holmes, on parole for a 2019 narcotics conviction, will be sentenced to five years in New York State prison plus two years post-release supervision on May 17th. Holmes also waived his right to appeal. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said fentanyl is a major problem, killing residents of New York State in unprecedented numbers. We call on the New York State Legislature to increase the penalties for those who sell fentanyl. Kevin Walker, age 32 of Elmira, New York, pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. As part of his guilty plea, Walker admitted that on February 12, 2022, he drove a rental vehicle from his residence in Elmira to Cortland, New York. He intended to meet another individual in the parking lot of a Cortland business to sell that individual 447 grams of pure methamphetamine, which Walker had in the trunk of the vehicle. 
Walker further admitted that he also possessed 137 grams of cocaine in the vehicle. At sentencing, scheduled for June 21st, Walker faces at least 10 years and up to life in federal prison, a maximum fine of $10 million, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of at least five years and up to life. A jury is hearing testimony from a former high-ranking Proud Boys member who pleaded guilty to plotting with group leaders to violently stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Jeremy Bertino told jurors on Tuesday that he viewed their far-right extremist organization as the tip of the spear after the 2020 election. Bertino is testifying against former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants as part of a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Bertino is the only group member who has pleaded guilty to a seditious conspiracy charge stemming from a mob's attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The five defendants on trial are charged with the same offense. President Joe Biden in Poland, after his lightning trip to Ukraine, has declared that there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off Russia's invasion, but he pledged on Tuesday that the United States and its allies will never waver in their support as the war enters its second year. A day after his surprise trip to Kiev, Biden gave a major speech in Warsaw and met with the presidents of Poland and Moldova. His trip is aimed at solidifying Western unity as Ukraine and Russia are preparing spring offensives. The conflict has left tens of thousands of people dead, devastated Ukraine's infrastructure system, and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern on Tuesday to pay for the cleanup of East Palestine, Ohio, train wreck and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they wouldn't be forgotten. Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. Norfolk Southern CEO promised the company would do whatever is necessary to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches of snow and sleet on the ground in some areas today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. I'm Mark. In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. It was shocking to me that people actually just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use 
Increase non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. on WMBF. Now, if you were expecting this to be the time that Roger Neal called in, sorry. Good try. Good effort. But not quite. You have to keep listening. And then Roger will call in eventually. I know what time he's going to call in. You don't. It's a secret. I hope everyone's getting ready for the winter weather we're going to see in the forecast today. We already have a school closing. Whitney Point Central School District will be closed today due to the impending winter weather conditions. Now, I haven't heard of any other school districts, but if there are any other school districts, that information would be on WMBF.com, whether there's any delays or closings. I would imagine closings since the forecast of the bad winter weather is in the afternoon, not this morning. And no point in delay. But if you can't check WMBF.com to check on your school, if you don't have access to that for whatever reason, just give me a call. I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. That's no problem for me. I can do that for you. It's 7.46. You're listening to WMBF. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.49 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Whitney Point Central School District will be closed today due to the impending winter weather conditions. To check if your school is also delayed or closed, head over to WMBF.com or give me a call and I'll let you know if your school is open or closed today. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 8005 in New Milford Township, Great Bend Township, and Harford Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 2046 in Ararat Township and Jackson Township, State Route 92 in Jackson Township, 1020 in Liberty Township, and 858 in Apollicon Township. We'll all have lane restrictions for road work like crack sealing and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees outside. Windchill has it at 19. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. Snow could be heavy at times, a high near 35 degrees. 100% chance of snow could see around 2 inches during the daytime. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 32 degrees, 80% chance of precipitation. Could see another half inch overnight of snow. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 53 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, a 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy with a low near 13 degrees. 7.51, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News Tech Trends, Sony's revamped virtual reality headset goes on sale today. The new PlayStation VR 2 headset is powered by the PS5 console, which means you're going to have to plug it in. The wire for some people is going to be a major drawback. You kind of have to remember that it's there if you get too twisted around. But Ian Hamilton, managing editor of Upload VR, says Sony's new device does come with features like eye tracking. They can draw the greatest detail directly in front of where your eyes are pointed. It also integrates haptics, which can vibrate the headset under certain circumstances. Pricing starts at $549, but that doesn't include the PS5. Engadget's Devendra Hardwar says that makes the PSVR 2 a tough sell, at least for now. Maybe in a year or two, when the price drops a lot and there are more games available, I think it becomes more enticing. I just feel like this launch price is strictly for the people who got to have VR right now. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Individual. Seven fifty-seven on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Newly acquired center Ryan O'Reilly scored twice on Toronto's first two shots on net and added an empty net goal in the Maple Leafs' six-to-three win over the Buffalo Sabers. O'Reilly was playing his third game in four nights since being traded by St. Louis and scored 37 seconds apart in an opening period. The Maple Leafs led 4-0 on goals scored in an 8-minute and 18-second span. Ilya Samsonov finished with 29 saves. He stopped the first 22 shots he faced before allowing three goals in the final 15 minutes. Buffalo's Alex Tuch scored the 100th goal of his career. Jacques Vaughn, who has coached the Brooklyn Nets into playoff position despite the trades of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving during another turbulent season for the franchise, has agreed to a multi-year contract extension. Vaughn replaced Steve Nash early in the season, and the Nets announced Tuesday they were extending his deal. Terms were not disclosed, though general manager Sean Marks said the team looked forward to Vaughn leading the team for years to come. The Nets, at 34-24, and 24, are fifth in the Eastern Conference and have gone 32-19 and 19 under Vaughn, the fifth-best record in the league. Bit of Mets news. Phil Regan sued the New York Mets and former general manager Brody Van Wagenen, alleging age discrimination and wrongful termination when he was moved out as pitching coach after the 2019 season. Reagan, a former big league pitcher who turns 86 in April, also claimed harassment and a hostile work environment in a complaint filed in New York Supreme Court in Queens. A former big league all-star, Regan was Mets interim pitching coach from July 2019 through the end of the season, then was replaced by Jeremy Hefner. And the Yankees are toying with the idea of playing John Carlos Stanton in right field at times at home. That would move Aaron Judge to the much more spacious left field, and gold glove winner Harrison Bader would remain in center. 759. You're listening to WMBF. Attention. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got one more hour to go until Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now. ABC News up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. You're listening to WNBF.
The city of Binghamton is moving forward with its effort to gain control of the Binghamton Plaza site. Mayor Jared Cram last summer announced plans to use eminent domain to seize the plaza property on West State Street on the city's north side. He noted the owners of the six-decade-old retail complex owed hundreds of dollars in back taxes. A public hearing on the eminent domain procedure was held at Binghamton City Hall Tuesday afternoon. Mark McNamara, an attorney representing the plaza's New Jersey owners, said the overdue tax bill now has been paid. McNamara said the owners are in the final stages of negotiating with an unnamed developer on a plan to provide low-income housing and services for veterans. McNamara noted the city stands to lose sales and property tax revenues if it proceeds with plans to demolish the plaza buildings and provide recreational facilities on the site. He said city officials have not offered any specific plans for redeveloping the property. At the beginning of the hearing, Mayor Cram said despite a riverfront site at the confluence of three major interstates with major economic development incentives, owner has failed at rejuvenating the Binghamton Plaza. Cram said the residents of one of the poorest neighborhoods in our community deserve better. The mayor said the city must improve this property for the public good, expand green space, open public access to our riverwalk and waterfront, and allow for badly needed redevelopment along the West State Street corridor. People who operate businesses in the Binghamton Plaza spoke against the eminent domain proposal at the public hearing. They said the move would cause significant problems for the people who use their services. The place that was home to a Johnson City fraternal organization for more than eight decades is being demolished by Binghamton University. A building at 22 Lewis Street stood in the way of the university's plans to establish a buffer zone near its health sciences campus. Gorick construction workers expect the project to tear down the building will be completed by the end of the week. Johnson City Unity Lodge Number 970 sold the property to the Binghamton University Foundation last October for $390,000. The university has plans to develop a park between its facilities on Corliss Avenue and the Main Street Business District. Most of the existing buildings that had been on Lewis Street were acquired for demolition for the Green Space Project. After the old lodge is torn down, the only remaining structure on the street will be a three-story apartment house at 26 Lewis Street. The university has wanted to acquire that building to clear the way for the planned park, but the owner won't sell. A person familiar with the owner's position Tuesday said the owner is not interested in selling it. He said the owner loves the people who lives there and wants them to be able to remain in the building. In Broome County Court, just prior to jury selection, Alan Holmes, age 45 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. On June 7, 2021, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force was conducting a narcotics investigation. A motor vehicle stop was conducted in the vicinity of Baldwin Street in the village of Johnson City. Holmes, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was found in possession of a quantity of fentanyl. Holmes, on parole for a 2019 narcotics conviction, will be sentenced to five years in New York State prison plus two years post-release supervision on May 17th. Holmes also waived his right to appeal. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said fentanyl is a major problem, killing residents of New York State in unprecedented numbers. We call on the New York State Legislature to increase the penalties for those who sell fentanyl. Kevin Walker, age 32 of Elmira, New York, pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. As part of his guilty plea, Walker admitted that on February 12, 2022, he drove a rental vehicle from his residence in Elmira to Cortland, New York. He intended to meet another individual in the parking lot of a Cortland business to sell that individual 447 grams of pure methamphetamine, which Walker had in the trunk of the vehicle. Walker further admitted that he also possessed 137 grams of cocaine in the vehicle. At sentencing, scheduled 
for June 21st. Walker faces at least 10 years and up to life in federal prison, a maximum fine of $10 million, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of at least five years and up to life. A jury is hearing testimony from a former high-ranking Proud Boys member who pleaded guilty to plotting with group leaders to violently stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Jeremy Bertino told jurors on Tuesday that he viewed their far-right extremist organization as the tip of the spear after the 2020 election. Bertino is testifying against former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants as part of a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Bertino is the only group member who has pleaded guilty to a seditious conspiracy charge stemming from a mob's attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The five defendants on trial are charged with the same offense. President Joe Biden in Poland, after his lightning trip to Ukraine, has declared that there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off Russia's invasion, but he pledged on Tuesday that the United States and its allies will never waver in their support as the war enters its second year. A day after his surprise trip to Kiev, Biden gave a major speech in Warsaw and met with the presidents of Poland and Moldova. His trip is aimed at solidifying Western unity as Ukraine and Russia are preparing spring offensives. The conflict has left tens of thousands of people dead, devastated Ukraine's infrastructure system, and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern on Tuesday to pay for the cleanup of East Palestine, Ohio, train wrecked and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they wouldn't be forgotten. Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. Norfolk Southern CEO promised the company would do whatever is necessary to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches of snow and sleet on the ground in some areas today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed...
could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Eight thirteen on WMBF. You're listening to hour number three of First News with me, James Kelly. At some point this hour, going to be joined by Roger Neal to talk some BU basketball. Only a couple games left before the conference tournaments get underway, and a couple tough matchups for the Bearcats tonight. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Whitney Point Central School District will be closed today due to the impending winter weather conditions. To check if your school is also delayed or closed, head over to WMBF.com or give me a call and I'll let you know if your school is open or closed. It's no trouble for me. Some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County this week. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 8005 in New Milford Township, Great Bend Township in Hartford Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 2046 in Ararat Township and Jackson Township, State Route 92 in Jackson Township, 1020 in Liberty Township and 858 in Apollicon Township. We'll all have lane restrictions for road work like crack sealing and brushing. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 28 degrees, few clouds out there this morning. Today snow mainly after 2 p.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 35 degrees. 100% chance of snow could see around an inch or two in some areas. Tonight rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 3 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 32 degrees, 100% chance of precipitation, and could see another inch of snow overnight. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 11 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 53 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees, wind gusts as high as 34 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees, wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, a 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. It's 8.15. You're listening to WMBF. Sacred Heart. You and the Law with Joe Stanley. Presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 818 on WMBF. We're now joined by our legal extraordinaire, Joe Stanley, after a, a quick week off. No Joe Stanley last week, so we have two weeks of news to get to. What's up, Joe? Well, well yeah, there's always news. It's the question of is it unending, unending uh, legal uh, news. But, uh, yeah, there's some interesting things. The Supreme Court just heard yesterday an argument about whether the immunity for the Internet <coughs> providing companies should be uh, limited or uh, got rid of it completely. And for those of who don't know, is that uh, Internet providers are allegedly immune from any legal liability, unlike almost any other institution in this country, for anything that they do on their sites, anything they post, or even their, their commercial engagements, etc., and the case that the Supreme Court heard is the uh, YouTube case where they were 
their algorithm was allegedly endorses, endorsing ISIS, sending people to ISIS sites on uh, on YouTube for people to uh, learn how to uh, engage in terrorist conduct. Um, so that's uh, and 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 as a result of that, that's the, the family was the, was killed in Paris um, by ISIS. Um, collaborators. So interesting question. That's been an argument for years is why they have a total blanket immunity. It's probably something that Congress should correct. And, and I, you know, I knew Section 230 providers. was coming today. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's certainly they should at least have uh, some responsibility for the content that, that they allow and, and they make an awful lot of money. And again, these companies that have this immunity are some of the biggest companies in, in the country or in the world. Oh, yeah. And I always, whenever this conversation comes up, I always look at when Section 230 was put in place. I think it was 1996. Like, the Internet wasn't the Internet in 1996. It's the same thing with, you know, we're not going to get into the Second Amendment debate, but when the Second Amendment was written, it took a minute to fire one shot. Yes, exactly. And, you know, that's like saying if, if when cars were first came out in 1906, that there was no there was immunity for a car, you know, for putting a car together. Uh, yeah, because most the things change. Or what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the courts don't and sometimes the law doesn't or sometimes it, it uh, takes forever to change. Um, and speaking about change and uh, there was a study that just came out about federal court 90 criminal cases 90 percent of the criminal cases end up in plea bargains um i presume that number is the same or even probably greater in our state courts and i i can say that if for civil cases i'm sure that the number is even greater than that uh that end in either in settlements or other pretrial resolution which means that very few people either civilly or criminally end up in a, in a jury trial, and what does that mean? Um, and I, you know, criminal defendants. There's there's discussions about this. Is that there's a huge discrepancy between people who plead to a uh, charge and those who go to trial. Um, and and I guess if you're in that situation, whether you're innocent or guilty, um, if your plea bargain is five years and you're going to get twenty if you go to trial and lose, that's a big deal. And it, particularly if you're innocent, um, but um you know the criminal justice system has its has its problems and uh you know uh there are inequities and i'm not sure uh, exactly what the solution is but i will leave that to better legal minds than mine but there certainly are issues with it and have been for a long time who's got a better legal mind than you joe <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot out there, and I'm, 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 I'll, I'll leave that for them to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're not our legal extraordinaire. You're our legal yeah. extraordinaire. We take your legal uh, advice. Uh, well, that's very kind. Olapex, I don't, you know, I, I read about this that Olapex, and there's there's now class action lawsuit being brought by uh, people who use it, claiming it has adverse effects for those. So those of you who are out there, I'm sure that's been in the news um uh so keep an eye on that and if you use that product oh you know any product has the potential to be hazardous to any particular individual which you know under the law it's very fascinating you know just because you you could have an adverse effect to a product and it still not be dangerous but if a thousand people do it probably is um and and that's 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 how the law works um 
there, there was a, another interesting case in, in England. Somebody was trying to heist, you know, getting Easter early. They were trying to steal a truck full of Cadbury eggs, <laughs> but he got caught. The tractor trailer with the Cadbury eggs. So his Easter, his, his early Easter has been spoiled. Yeah, uh, I, I get the impulse, though. <laughs> and, and, you know, James, do you take uh, supplements of any kind, uh, you know, uh, for, for any, any issue? A lot of people take supplements out there. Nope. No, I probably should if I if I was, you know, cognizant of my own personal health, I probably would take supplements. But I don't know if I eat well, fairly healthy and exercise occasionally, I'll probably be fine. Okay. Well, for those who might, I, I was just looking at the recalls. Prime Zen, which is a male enhancement capsule company, they they're selling a male enhancement capsule, has been recalled because it has undisclosed drugs in it that are hazardous, dangerous drugs. Um, and, and that is the problem with with supplements in general is that uh, they're not regulated by the FDA. So problems are only uh, made aware of, A, if they make unsubstantiated claims of medical cures, or things start going wrong because what's in the product isn't really in the product. Um, and there have been... Um, issues over the years, many of FEDRA just comes to mind as one, but um, having hazardous substances in supplements because of, of the unregulated nature of the of the of that and those products. So if you're going to use supplements, you make sure that you get them from a reliable source because there are many out there that test and actually give you what they say is on the label without other things included. Uh, there are many responsible and reliable ones, but as in anything, um, when there's a market out there, there are those unscrupulous that may try to sell you something that, A, it doesn't exist or it's not even in the pill or they make representations that clearly are not true or the worst of the worst is that they have contaminants and hazardous substances in them which harm you not just financially but physically. So. If you take supplements, make sure you get them from a reliable source and make sure what you are taking. Yeah, get everything from a reliable source and always check for recalls, even on things you think are reliable, because every week I learn that there are more things that are unreliable that I thought were safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are a few others out there. That if you have any Linus bikes, they've been recalled because the front fork can collapse. So that's... Uh, something that we certainly would want to happen. There's that recall, actually, backcountry probes, which I didn't even know these things existed, meaning that if there's avalanches, they stick these probes in to find people to, to rescue them. They were recalled because apparently they malfunction and they they can kill because of whatever the electric, however they operated, they can kill the people that they're trying to rescue. So that's that, not I what you want. Found that. No, and I, I actually, this is a product I didn't know existed, and it's very sad that it has a problem. It has that kind of defect. On a it. useful product so, too, like save people's lives. Yeah. Find them in, a, in an avalanche, and just you know, yeah. don't kill them when you find them. And one final thing, and I know this issue myself. It, Paradise outdoor propane grills have been recalled because gas can accumulate in the lid, and if you try to relight it, it explodes. And I can tell you 
from experience over the years, I've had many of these cases. I, and, and never relight a propane grill without opening it and letting it air. I don't care whether this this, this product obviously had an enhanced problem, but don't um, because propane a accumulates very easily, and if it, you, you don't want that kind of explosion because bad things happen. So, um, and I can tell you, I've had cases over the years. I personally have had a, a case where you know, you know, the, I relit it and it, it, the thing popped. And, you know, the lid was on. It just had a big boom. It didn't hurt anything. And uh, but those that—that's a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> never yeah. do that again. We take the lesson and we move on. Yeah. So All right. my, those are my words of wisdom for the day, James. So. Uh, that, that was great, Joe. A lot of words of wisdom today. A lot of big, important Supreme Court decisions in the near future about the future of the Internet, really. How much more important can yes. it get? Yes, that's the world now, isn't it? The digital world that's oh, yeah. what controls us. Oh, yeah. Well, Joe, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to talking again thanks, next week. James. Yep. Thanks. Bye. It's 828. You're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The Whitney Point Central School District will be closed today due to the impending winter weather conditions. To check if your school is also delayed or closed, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't, give me a call and I'll let you know if your school is open or closed today. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 28 degrees, a few clouds out there. Today's snow mainly after 2 p.m. Snow could be heavy at times. A high near 35 degrees, a 100% chance of snow. Could see an inch or two during the day. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 3 a.m. That snow could be heavy at times as well. A low near 32 degrees, 100% chance of precipitation. Could see another inch overnight. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 11 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 53, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly before 2 a.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees, wind gusts as high as 34 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29, wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of rain. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. It's 8.32. You're listening to WMBF. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 22nd. You're listening to WNBF. The city of Binghamton is moving forward with its effort to gain control of the Binghamton Plaza site. Mayor Jared Cram last summer announced plans to use eminent domain to seize the plaza property on West State Street on the city's north side. He noted the owners of the six-decade-old retail complex owed hundreds of dollars in back taxes. A public hearing on the eminent domain procedure was held at Binghamton City Hall Tuesday afternoon. Mark McNamara, an attorney representing the plaza's New Jersey owners, said the overdue tax bill now has been paid. McNamara said the owners are in the final stages of negotiating with an unnamed developer on a plan to provide low-income housing and services for veterans. McNamara noted the city stands to lose sales and property tax revenues if it proceeds with plans to demolish the plaza buildings and provide recreational facilities on the site. 
He said city officials have not offered any specific plans for redeveloping the property. At the beginning of the hearing, Mayor Cram said despite a riverfront site at the confluence of three major interstates with major economic development incentives, owner has failed at rejuvenating the Binghamton Plaza. Cram said the residents of one of the poorest neighborhoods in our community deserve better. The mayor said the city must improve this property for the public good, expand green space, open public access to our riverwalk and waterfront, and allow for badly needed redevelopment along the West State Street corridor. People who operate businesses in the Binghamton Plaza spoke against the eminent domain proposal at the public hearing. They said the move would cause significant problems for the people who use their services. The place that was home to a Johnson City fraternal organization for more than eight decades is being demolished by Binghamton University. A building at 22 Lewis Street stood in the way of the university's plans to establish a buffer zone near its health sciences campus. Gorick construction workers expect the project to tear down the building will be completed by the end of the week. Johnson City Unity Lodge Number 970 sold the property to the Binghamton University Foundation last October for $390,000. The university has plans to develop a park between its facilities on Corliss Avenue and the Main Street Business District. Most of the existing buildings that had been on Lewis Street were acquired for demolition for the Green Space Project. After the old lodge is torn down, the only remaining structure on the street will be a three-story apartment house at 26 Lewis Street. The university has wanted to acquire that building to clear the way for the planned park, but the owner won't sell. A person familiar with the owner's position Tuesday said the owner is not interested in selling it. He said the owner loves the people who lives there and wants them to be able to remain in the building. In Broome County Court, just prior to jury selection, Ellen Holmes, age 45 of Binghamton, entered a plea of guilty to felony criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree. On June 7, 2021, the Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force was conducting a narcotics investigation. A motor vehicle stop was conducted in the vicinity of Baldwin Street in the village of Johnson City. Holmes, who was a passenger in the vehicle, was found in possession of a quantity of fentanyl. Holmes, on parole for a 2019 narcotics conviction, will be sentenced to five years in New York State prison plus two years post-release supervision on May 17th. Holmes also waived his right to appeal. Michael A. Korchak, Broome County District Attorney, said fentanyl is a major problem, killing residents of New York State in unprecedented numbers. We call on the New York State Legislature to increase the penalties for those who sell fentanyl. Kevin Walker, age 32, of Elmira, New York, pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute a controlled substance. As part of his guilty plea, Walker admitted that on February 12, 2022, he drove a rental vehicle from his residence in Elmira to Cortland, New York. He intended to meet another individual in the parking lot of a Cortland business to sell that individual 447 grams of pure methamphetamine, which Walker had in the trunk of the vehicle. Walker further admitted that he also possessed 137 grams of cocaine in the vehicle. At sentencing, scheduled for June 21st, Walker faces at least 10 years and up to life in federal prison, a maximum fine of $10 million, and a term of post-imprisonment supervised release of at least five years and up to life. A jury is hearing testimony from a former high-ranking Proud Boys member who pleaded guilty to plotting with group leaders to violently stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Jeremy Bertino told jurors on Tuesday that he viewed their far-right extremist organization as the tip of the spear after the 2020 election. Bertino is testifying against former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants as part of a cooperation deal with federal prosecutors. Bertino is the only group member who has pleaded guilty to a seditious conspiracy charge stemming from a mob's attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The five defendants on trial are charged with the same offense. 
President Joe Biden in Poland, after his lightning trip to Ukraine, has declared that there are hard and bitter days ahead in fighting off Russia's invasion. But he pledged on Tuesday that the United States and its allies will never waver in their support as the war enters its second year. A day after his surprise trip to Kiev, Biden gave a major speech in Warsaw and met with the presidents of Poland and Moldova. This trip is aimed at solidifying Western unity as Ukraine and Russia are preparing spring offensives. The conflict has left tens of thousands of people dead, devastated Ukraine's infrastructure system, and wreaked havoc on the global economy. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency ordered Norfolk Southern on Tuesday to pay for the cleanup of East Palestine, Ohio, train wreck and chemical release as federal regulators took charge of long-term recovery efforts and promised worried residents they wouldn't be forgotten. Using its authority under the federal Superfund law, EPA told Norfolk Southern to take all available measures to clean up contaminated air and water. The EPA warned Norfolk Southern that if it failed to comply with its order, the agency would perform the work itself and seek triple damages from the company. Norfolk Southern CEO promised the company would do whatever is necessary to ensure the long-term health of the community and become a safer railroad. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, snow before 5 p.m., then snow and sleet. The snow could be heavy at times, a high near 36 degrees, 100% chance of snow. Could see about 2 inches of snow and sleet on the ground in some areas today. Tonight, rain, snow, and sleet becoming all rain after 2 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times, a low near 33 degrees, 80% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a slight chance of showers before 10 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 55 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain showers before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 36 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Eight forty one on WMBF. We're now joined by Roger Neal, the esteemed Roger Neal, all the way from the state of Vermont this morning. What's up, Roger? Hey, James. Good morning. We're overlooking uh, Lake Champlain. It's sunny here. Some clouds around, but still sunshine and dry, which is always a good thing when you're traveling around the Northeast. Certainly, as I heard your forecast of what could be ahead for our Triple Cities area, but it is uh, basketball time. We're coming up on it. For the BU Bearcats in both men's and women's competition, we're here in Burlington to cover the action tonight for the men's game against the Vermont Catamounts. And Vermont, in typical fashion, has stormed into the lead, and they've clinched at least a minimum tie for the regular season championship in America East. They have been red hot, to say the least. They've won nine in a row. They came back from a 10-point deficit late in the game down at NJIT last time out, and they won in overtime to secure that ninth consecutive victory. The record going into play tonight is 11-2. and two. And any win that they get in the remaining couple of games in conference play will give them the outright regular season championship. That would be the seventh consecutive regular season title for them. So they are on a roll, by far the top team in the conference. The Bearcats hope to bring them down a rung tonight. We'll have that game at 7 o'clock from Patrick Gymnasium. Our pregame coverage starts off with our conversation with Coach LaBelle Sanders at 645 here on WNBF. The BU Bearcats fell last time out 
at UMass Lowell despite 21 points from Dan Petcash. The uh, Catamounts are led by Finn Sullivan. He's been red hot in conference play. During this win streak, he has been averaging uh, about 18 points a game. So he has been their key player, but they spread the ball around very well, much like the Bearcats do. So we'll see what happens tonight. Now, still up in the air is securing a home game in the quarterfinal round of the playoffs. Here's how things stack up in the men's bracket. Vermont is number one, then UMass Lowell number two at nine and five, Binghamton eight and five, and then right behind the Bearcats, Bryant, New Hampshire, both seven and six, and UMBC at seven and seven. What does that mean? Well, everybody that finishes in the top four gets at least one home playoff game. That's key because home teams have dominated play throughout this season in America East. So it is vital to get that top four spot. Right now, the Bearcats don't know if they'll finish third, fourth, or where they're going to finish up. So every game going in here, this one, and then two remaining home games certainly are vital. Meanwhile, for the BU women, they also face a red-hot Vermont team. I don't know what it must be in the uh, in the fresh water up here because the women's team has now won 12 in a row. They're 12-2. and two. They're second in America East. They've been playing some outstanding basketball. And, of course, for the BU women, they're looking to secure a playoff spot. They'll be uh, the number six seed going in, so they've got a spot. But the question is, who are they going to play? Now, this game at home tonight, 7 o'clock, and then following that, they'll make the long trip up to Maine to conclude the regular season on Saturday. And depending on what happens in the last couple of games, Binghamton could play Maine in the first round of the playoffs, or they could play UMBC. So certainly very interesting to see where things end up and uh, where the Bearcats will be opening things up in women's competition uh, on the road. Bearcats last time out fell to UMass Lowell in action over the weekend. So that's a 7 o'clock game. We hope fans will turn out for that. And as you're heading into the event center, or if you're at the event center, you can listen in on your mobile app, the WNBF on our men's game. Both games start at 7 o'clock, and it'll be Jacob Wilkins with the call on KISS 1041 for the women. That gets underway with his pregame coverage at 645. So it's a doubleheader. The BU Bearcats men here in Burlington to take on the Catamounts and the women home tonight at 7 against Vermont. So, James, that's the story from a sunny Burlington, Vermont here as we get set to cover the action tonight right here for men's basketball on WNBF. Oh, yeah, two exciting games with major playoff implications. Doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. If you're playing big games, once you get down to the last week of the season, you know you're you're having a good year. Uh, that's all you can ask for. Yep, absolutely. Stay in competition. And, uh, again, it's uh, exciting because so many teams are really within just a pretty much a basket of, of uh, scoring to win games in this conference. It's tightly bunched up, and so that makes for an exciting finish. Absolutely. And it means Binghamton, even if they don't get the number one seed in the conference tournament, well, they have still have a pretty good shot to go to the big tournament in March. All the teams are pretty well, evenly yeah. matched. Yep, if you can uh, if you can win the America East, you get the automatic bid to the NCAA. So that's that's obviously the key. And the, the first thing is to secure that home playoff game for the men, and they can take a step to that. It won't be easy because Vermont is superb on their home court. Talk about the home court advantage of Vermont's uh, men's team six and zero when they played at home. The Bearcats are five and one at the event center, and the statistics are overwhelming as far as uh, the success rate of home games for teams. So. Again, if you're home, you have the edge. We know the fan support at the event center is tremendous, and that is a big key. So hopefully a big turnout for the women's game tonight to cheer them on to a win, too. Absolutely. Well, Roger, thanks for joining us this morning, giving us all something to look forward to for the rest of the day. 
All right. Thank you very much, James. Appreciate it. Take care and go Bearcats. Yes, go Bearcats. Thanks, Roger. Thank you. It's 847. You're listening to WMBF. Eight fifty-two on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We're going to have some wintry conditions out on the road today, so you're going to want to drive carefully. Snow starting around two o'clock today. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about twenty-eight degrees. A few clouds out there today. Snow mainly after two p.m. The snow could be heavy at times. A high near thirty-five degrees. One hundred percent chance of snow tonight. Rain, snow, and sleep becoming all rain after three a.m. A low near 32 degrees, 100% chance of precipitation. Could see another inch of snow overnight. Thursday starts to melt away. A slight chance of showers before 11 a.m., then a slight chance of showers after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 53 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 22 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 34 miles per hour, a 40% chance of rain. And Friday, a slight chance of snow showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 29. Wind gusts as high as 37 miles per hour, 20% chance of snow. Friday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 13 degrees. It's 8.53. You're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Closing out the final and jam-packed hour of WMBF's First News with me, James Kelly. Got to hear from legal extraordinaire Joe Stanley and esteemed former member of WMBF's news team, Roger Neal. Now coming up next, Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program, ABC News. Coming up first.